Welcome to the QAC Team podcast series with your host, Charles Luttrell. Our series features leaders and business owners in your community discussing the customer experience, employee satisfaction, and performance improvement. Our series will help share strategic ideas for coaching and mentoring through mystery shopping in a post-pandemic economy. And now here's your host, Charles Luttrell. So I started to say, um, so I was taking a look at your website when you reached out to us. And um, so these are um, conversations that you do with local businesses, or I know you're a business consulting firm, but um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about, you know, your your goal with these. Yeah. So my original idea was I was going to schedule interview with restaurants and uh once I got that date scheduled, I would have somebody go in, perform the mystery shop, and I'd have a report. And then when we got on the air and we talked about it, as we talk about, you know, who you are, what you do, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of the, the, the um, interview, I would mention, oh, well, hey, I was in your restaurant and I happened to um, perform a mystery shop. Do you want to hear it now or do you want to talk about it, you know, on air or off air? You know, something to be cool, you know, something really neat. And that kind of turned into, let me just, because these interviews just started coming and I just got really overwhelmed and I didn't have time to get people in there before the interviews. So it just kind of veered off to the left of just the interviews. So what I like to do with these is it's like free advertising for you. So we talk about, you know, I got these five questions that we talk about and I post them up and they're firing off man it's like people are listening to these things pretty heavily now so i'm i'm getting some traction with these podcasts yeah that's great that's great yeah i mean yeah so that was my ultimate goal was you know because i'm all about you know i want to help businesses grow and you know help get employees and employee retention and you know all about you know the coaching and the mentoring to, to make these businesses thrive you know that's my goal you know mm-hmm. No, that's great. Well, that's very yeah. necessary. I mean, always has been, but especially now, you know. Right. Yep. That was my goal. So it's, it's kind of, you know, I got my friend Juan and I who does my opening and closing and he's a trainer. Him and I put together a nice training program, one for mystery shoppers, because I like to have people that work under me have some kind of understanding and training of how a mystery shop is performed, not just you know, these big companies are like, hey, you want to do a mystery shop? Here you go. And they don't really care. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, it kind of sads my heart because they don't make anybody do it. They don't care. But me, I want you to understand the process that it's a job, you know? Sure. Uh, we put together a training program for mystery shoppers. And then on top of that, I am hopefully pretty soon getting on stage to help speak about the customer experience and customer service. I ran into somebody who, you know, they do, keynote speaking so I'm, I'm hoping to get some of those engagements as well so okay gotcha I'm, I'm getting pretty far <laughs> yeah yeah that's great you so know? is your I mean so is your background in customer service and then you're just like passionate about helping small businesses or I'm just curious uh, you know part of the I know I'm kind of flipping the script but <laughs> um I'm always curious as to people how people end up where they are yeah I um I worked for Comcast I was a call center supervisor mm. 16 years and I had the top record of getting people promoted through the company. 
So I realized I, I got something here. You know, people are like, why don't you be a motivational speaker? I said, cause I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, you know? sure. Sure. Yeah. So back in 2008 to 2012, I started the mystery shopping company on my own called constant change consulting. I ran it for five years, really successful. I was good at it. I had clients all up and down the East coast and in Texas. So I was doing really good. I was married got divorced. She wanted 50% of the business. And I said, no, shut it down. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, when my divorce came, I got 50, 50 custody of my kids. I have two girls, love them to death. And I have been doing Uber and Lyft for seven years. That's given me the flexibility to be with my kids, you know, since I have 50, 50 custody. And now that my kids have gotten older, they're 14 and 19. They're pretty, you know, pretty self-sufficient now. I don't, they don't need me as much. And I got my mystery shopping company back together. Obviously I'm using a different name now. I'm onto a different, you know, path with the mystery shopping. And that's why I created QAC team. So I just started in October is when I really started getting traction with this. So it's really new and I'm getting back into it and things are going good. Well, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, it seems that's like <laughs> that's great. No, I appreciate you sharing it. I mean, yeah. obviously, uh, it's it's time that it's a time that a lot of people are. You've been doing it for a long time. We've been doing it for a relatively long time. But um, you know, a lot of people are are reconsidering the traditional path towards making a living. You know, yeah. trying to combine uh, obviously things you're passionate about and good at, but also provide that flexibility. Yeah, um, absolutely. So. You know, when Uber and Lyft have been really good to me for the, you know, the the past seven years, and I'm just above it now. You know, I'm I'm ready to get back into what I'm passionate about. And that's coaching, training, mentoring, you know, and really helping businesses. And restaurants are my target market. Okay. Because they need the help the most, you know, with the quiet quitting and, you know, the great resignation of 21, you know, they're hurting. And that's mm-hmm. that's where I'm at, you know. So yeah. I can do any business, but I'm, I'm near and dear to my heart is restaurants, you know? Sure. So exactly. Sorry, enough about me. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, we're grateful. Let's see. Yeah. Let's have a chat. Yeah. It'll be fun. So, yeah, if you don't mind, I want to keep this podcast opening the way it is. Cause I, I, my, my buddy Juan, who does the training, he has been on me to tell my story. He says, you got to tell your story. And I'm like, I don't think people want to hear that. You know, he's like, but they do. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to share it, you know, but you brought it out. You, you made me do it. <laughs> well, there you go. Take that. So let's- no, it's good to contextualize the conversation. You know, I feel like the best podcasts are the ones where uh, there is a little bit of a back and forth, you know, without yeah. um, like you're listening in on a conversation rather than having a straight interview. So I'm happy right. to happy to ask. And I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, I appreciate it. So I'll tell you what, so let's, I got my five questions here. Let's go ahead and get started with you. Sure. <laughs> tell us about who you are and what you do. Absolutely. Um, I am Michelle Bond. I am one of the co-owners and co-founders of Bottoms Up Bagels, which is a Baltimore-based uh, bagel shop. We started in 2015 here uh, as a pop-up-based business. Started on Small Business Saturday at the Waverly Farmer's Market up in uh, the northern part of the city, uh, put out a shingle, so to speak. We had been in Baltimore for, at that point, about 10 years, um, originally from New Jersey, 
and in search of a good bagel, um, had prior careers, both of us, and we had been in enough breakfast meetings where a tray of bagels was brought in and heartily started a, a debate about <laughs> whether they were good, where were they were from, oh, you can't get good bagels, where are the best bagels? Um, and so we anecdotally knew there was a, there was a market niche here and then um, had been making them in our home and for friends and parties and stuff like that. Um, and decided, uh, you know, I was going through a job transition. And so in 2015, decided to put it out there and see if our hunch was right. And um, it was. Uh, we've been going ever since. Um, opened a brick and mortar in 2020 during COVID. And, um, you know, as you said in your opening, I mean, uh, lots of market forces uh, made that a little challenging, a lot challenging. We had a good response from the community. Um, but when our lease came up for renewal, uh, this past summer, we decided to, uh, look elsewhere for a better fit for the business, um, you know, a different location and, um, you know, try to regroup because, um, you know, we really believe bottoms up bagels is here for the long term. but, uh -huh. um, we just needed to make some, some changes and, and do some looking at our operations and, um, you know, lift our heads up a little bit after so many years of grinding to, uh, to see how we could, uh, make this the most sustainable, successful business it can be. So that's in a nutshell <laughs> where yeah, we are. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So why did you decide to be a business owner? Um, that's a great, you know, that's a question. Um, it's a loaded question. It, it is a loaded question. It's a very simple <laughs> one, but, um, I think like most people, I, uh, had been, well, there's the part that there's the market need, right? So the the need for a good bagel was real. I had um, missed that from my days in New Jersey. My partner also from New Jersey had missed those like easy, quick filling breakfast options, but not only from the food standpoint, also from the um, just like community interaction standpoint, you know, the bagel shop was always the place where the teacher, the construction person, the banker, um, you know, everybody was in the same place, you know, in that morning rush, getting the same type of breakfast, even though they could customize it however they wanted to, um, to get their day started. And that idea of fueling people in that way was really appealing to us, especially because my background was in um, community development and training work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my whole life has been about like trying to combine uh, a service leadership mindset with kind of PR and marketing and training and capacity building. So um, to me, after being in fields where I was, you know, I was progressing and I was going up the ladder, so to speak, and I was doing a lot of like nationally focused training, um, I just missed what was going on under my nose. Uh, you know, my business uh, that I was working for had gone through a transition and I was like, you know, I think here's the opportunity to work as hard as I've been working, but do it for myself, do it for something that can be something that I've built and also then uh, realize this dream of being able to reconnect with people uh, using food as that entree, so, <laughs> pun intended, you know, using food as that <laughs> way in to just kind of like um, get a sense of my community under my nose, like I said. And so yeah. we started like, you know, in the neighborhood where we've been for almost 20 years and we We've grown. We did pop-ups all over the city and all over the region, and now we do them um, on a national level. But 
um, you know, our shop was right down the road here in Waverly. And um, it's always been important to use food as a way to also like strengthen communities. Uh Um, So for me, the business owner piece was in part because I always had that passion and that's what my, you know, kind of background was in. Uh Um, But also that I think like many business owners, the desire to, if I'm putting in long hours anyway, like maybe they can be for something that, you know, I've created and I've built and that I can kind of set the vision for. So yeah, absolutely. Those, those two aspects kind of came together. Right. And I, you know, I, like you, you mentioned about, you know, do it through food and, you know, the best way to anybody's heart, I think is food that can bring anybody together. You know, if you got a good plate of food, everybody's there, you know? Yeah. And the, and the customer service piece, I should mention too, because, you know, you knew that, you know, this from, you know, doing the mystery, mystery shopping thing, but um, before we started Bottoms of Bagels, we actually did something called the Baltimore Diner Survey where we, uh, anecdotally, you know, we went out and we just, we, we had sent out a survey and we just wanted to get people's opinions on food because we were foodies who, you know, we went out to eat a lot. We uh-huh. liked cooking in our own home. Um, but we felt like the, the actual diner, like the individual was getting lost in a lot of the food, food movement of like, you know, the, um, 20, 2010 to 2015-ish, you know, there's a lot of like uh, kind of, I think, chef-directed um, trends that weren't really even about the food. They were about like the physical spaces and things like that. And we just kind of wanted to test and see if, if other people um, felt a little neglected as diners, you know, like, okay, I go, I pay my money. Um, is the value really there? And so we were, we've always been really focused and that's kind of goes back to that bagel shop mentality that we grew up with of like, you know, you could be spending $2 in here. You're going to get the the same service that you're going to get, um, you know, as the person who's spending a hundred dollars. And, um, so yeah, for us, it's like a good plate of food brings people together. And then I think if you can demonstrate, uh, like we've tried to do all these years that, you know, the person buying from you is an actual person, right? They're not a dollar. Um, then that sticks with people and, 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 you know, word of mouth uh, goes from there. And that's what we've really tried to do. It's like, just, Hey, like, how's your, um, how did your surgery go? How's your wife feeling? Like, how did your uh, deck project come out? Like just these things that have come up in small talk when you're taking somebody's order and they're waiting for you to make their bacon, egg and cheese, you know? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It's on that personal level, you know, absolutely. And that's, it's funny that you mentioned that, you know, that's one of the things that, I do as a mystery shopping company, we call it competitive shopping. So we send somebody to your competitors Mm. using the report that we created for you. And then you get to see how you compare to your competitors off of your own mystery shop. And it works great because you, you know, that's how you find out what they're doing good, what they're doing, not so good, how to change things to, you know, to be above your competitors or, you know, to do what you can do with your competitors. You know, it works great. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and especially now that's so reliant on, you know, the culture that you build as a company, the training you provide for your team, you know, that's the other thing. It's like, we both came from other careers where we were, we were trying to bring that ethos to a food business. Um, and, and that was new to a lot of folks, like having, you know, staff meetings and treating people to, you know, um, good meals or, or flexible hours or things that, um, you know, even now, especially with the great resignation, I think are more important and not just for show, you know, they need to, these need to be sustainable jobs because that, that customer service 
is only as good as the person who's taking your order is feeling that day or feeling about their circumstances or feeling about working for you. And um, we've really tried to keep that in mind. Um, right. In a business that's really hard, you know, that's physically demanding, that takes a lot of hours, has taken a lot of our lives for the last almost decade, you know. So um, right. you're right, though. Com- doing those competitor reports, I think, is a nice way of showing shining the light on uh, what are the similarities and then what are the what are the ways you can stand out? Right. And, you know, it also what's get, what gets lost is the fact that a lot of people, they feel like they look at it as big brothers watching versus the way I handle it. It's a it's a you, you look at it as it's a tool to really help people and incentivize them to want to do a good job, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what I think. Cause you, you hit on, you know, customer service is so important right now. You know, it sets, that'll set you apart from everybody else, you know? And yeah. And, you know. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's okay. I was, I was just rambling on you know, following, <laughs> well, following your lead. <laughs> you talk about your passion with restaurants. I think it's so necessary because we're in a unique situation where the customer service is huge. It's, it's like yeah. you said, it's like the make or break in a lot of ways. And yet historically, you know, this industry hasn't paid very well. It hasn't had reasonable expectations of its team members. It hasn't um, had flexibility in schedules. Um, and- yeah. And you hit all that because that's what started the quiet quitting and the great resignation. People just got fed up. Yeah. You know? They're like, we're tired of being mistreated. Let's do something about it. Right. Yeah, it's true. But the, the yeah. flip side of that is that, you know, the margins in this industry are super tiny and um, it has a history of doing things a certain way that I think is shifting. You know, we've certainly tried to do that. But then the, the reality is a lot of times that's been predicated on us, you know, the, as the owner is working 100 plus hours a week. And I know that's not um, that's not rare, you know. And so yeah. how do you meet this moment where you've got people who are, who are trying to do the right thing, who are, you know, working their butts off, trying to bring people along. Um, and then you have the customer aspect, which like, I mean, our customers are great, but sometimes you get the ones that are, you know, less great <laughs> and so it, it taxes, it taxes your team too. So you're also trying to protect yeah. them from that and be reasonable. Um, and yes. I would say we're fortunate locally in that a lot of, um, people in Baltimore get that kind of, um, codependent relationship with their small businesses and their right. small food businesses. And they really try to, to, they really know that they're showing up makes a difference. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I think if we, if we uh, work to then, you know, just get better, um, you know, get better landlords, get better uh, agreements with the, the long-term kind of like systemic pieces for businesses uh they can be set up for success because it's not only on the customer. The customer plays a big part of it, but there's all these other things going on in the background that, um, you know, we as businesses need to be mindful of to create that good environment for our team and to create these as jobs that are not just gig jobs, but, but are as, you know, can still be careers for people. Right. Absolutely. So we kind of talked about um, your industry and some of the challenges that you face. There's questions we're going to be mm-hmm. next. But I think I want to shift to how you make your bagels. I noticed you you don't do the normal process. Is that correct? Uh, define normal. Uh, well, well, I, I don't. I'm not a bagel expert. Mm-hmm. But you say on your website, bagels. Yes, we boil them. Is that mm-hmm. normal? 
Um, it is traditional uh, okay. in terms of bagel making. So nice. Um, but it is old school, and that's happening less and less now. I mean, even when we go back to Jersey or even New York City, sometimes uh-huh. um, you know, especially as you get into mass production, which you know is necessary to grow uh, and to scale, uh, some of those methods change a little bit. So. Ah. Yeah, you've seen we really have hung our hat on being kind of this small batch, um, you know, boiling bagels gives them that crunchiness, that chewiness, mm-hmm. that texture that I think people identify with old school bagels, especially maybe not, you know, supermarket bagels, but, um, you know, people who, who have and like our, our products tend to have either had them, you know, in the New York area or had, um, you know, an old Jewish bakery that they've gone to. Uh, where they they really are that chewy kind of give your jaw a little bit of workout. You know, they're not going to last for a week on your counter. Um, <laughs> you really need to eat them and enjoy them or freeze them, you know, because Within a day or two, right? Yeah, there's no preservatives and um, they've made, you know, they've been made from scratch usually, you know, within uh, 24 hours of when um, they're being served. So, yeah. So in terms of that, we are we are traditional in that way. Um, that's great. And that's, you know, people who know bagels will tell you that a, a real bagel is boiled. Like if you don't boil it, then they, they don't consider it a bagel, but you yeah. know, modern technology and uh, has, has changed that a little bit where, you know, steam and things are giving maybe the effect of that, but uh-huh. maybe that step is skipped. Um, you know, if you're, if you're making bagels on a huge scale. Right. So that means if I, if I eat your bagel versus one of these store-bought bagels, that's in a plastic bag, I'm going to know the difference. Oh Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you might not like it to be frank. I mean, some wow. people are like, Oh, that's different. <laughs> you know, I, you that's not, that. I was going to say different, right? <laughs> that's not for me because it's either too hard. Like it's too much of some people don't want to give their jaw a workout, you know? Yeah. Um, gotcha. but if you think about it, think about like a loaf of bread, um, you know, in, in a plastic bag versus maybe like a baguette or something that you get, you know, there's mm-hmm. like that, you're tearing that bread apart and you're getting that like crunch on the outside and that chew in the inside and maybe some airiness. Uh-huh. Um, whereas you're not going to necessarily get that from uh, something that's been manufactured and put in a bag and has a very long list of ingredients meant to keep it shelf stable. I mean, you know, right, and that's right. understandable depending sure. on what your goal is. Absolutely. So yeah, that's the key right there. That's what's your goal. Exactly. If, if you're mass producing them and you get them out there, you got all these, you know, additives you're putting into them, that's your kind of bagel, go for it, you know? But if you're doing what you're doing, I can't wait to taste them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, um, it's, a, it's certainly a labor of love. It is labor. And I think, yeah. you know, that's the thing you realize. It's like, as you try to scale, um, how do you preserve the, the pieces of your process that make you unique and that, um, you know, not only increase the quality, but, um, you know, are the differentiator for you and, um, you know, where can you increase your efficiencies and where can you help out, you know, your team who's, who's working long hours and lifting, you know, a pounds yeah. and pounds of bagel dough all the time and, and stuff like that. So. Right. Absolutely. Now, are you just a pop-up now or are you still, are you a brick and mortar Right. So we're in transition. We, um, as I said, we got to the brick and mortar um, and then our lease was up for renewal this past summer of 2022. um, And we decided to 
uh, not renew the lease um, for lots of the factors we've talked about, um, you know, staffing help, um, the economy and uncertainty. Uh, we weren't able to get to a place where we wanted to get to with our landlords. And yeah. so we decided, you know what, here's a time to like take a beat and um, look at this business and try to, um, you know, make it more sustainable for the longer term. You know, we knew, I think, if we signed on for another multi-year lease doing, doing things exactly the way that we were doing them, uh-huh. I don't know if we would have made it, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's that's a hard, I mean, hard, incredibly hard truth, uh, which, you know, I, I can speak matter-of-factly matter about now, but certainly um, was a tough pill to swallow. Um, yeah. But long story short, um, we are now doing pop-ups um, mostly outside of the Baltimore area. We, we started something called the Bub Roadshow in 2019 um, while we were also operating here as a way to look at expansion opportunities, test new markets, give the team a chance to you know, see a different place, get to learn about different communities. And so when we realized we were going to be having this transition earlier this summer, we were like, okay, well, let's still do that. Let's keep the roadshow going. Um, while we also look for a new location that's going to be the permanent home for Bottoms Up Bagels. So um, right now, folks can get us uh, at pop-ups, you know, in different locations. And then we're also trying to, of course, like find partners locally where we can, um, you know, either have a spot here um, more permanently or certainly in the middle of the process, uh, you know, in between the road gigs, be able Mm -hmm. to have offerings for our our loyal Baltimore customers as well. Right. So how does the um, roadshow work? Is it a, um, like a food truck or do you go into different places, kitchens? Yeah. Great question. Um, it's not a food truck. We um, do go into different kitchens and, and that's very intentional. You know, we started, as I said uh, earlier, is really like a community based community focused business. And so one of the things that we do when we do the roadshow is we look for, community partners to work with. Uh, oftentimes the, those are, um, you know, church kitchens or local nonprofits. They can also be, you know, food businesses who maybe they're just open in the evening for dinner and they have their space the rest of the day. Uh-huh. Um, so we can do their breakfast service. Um, so it takes, it takes a little bit of time to set it up because we really try to find those places where it's a good fit. It'd be a good fit for our hosts and it's a good fit for us. Um, for example, the one we just did in Frederick, Maryland, a little bit farther out west, um, was with a YMCA. We used their kitchen and we sold um, out of their space. And then, you know, obviously then we were contributing back in the form of a donation to that to that um, organization. And so for okay. us, that's the best scenario because uh, we've done it in upstate New York where we did all the baking at a church and then we sold in an... Um, in a storefront that hadn't been activated. So it was a way to both support that church and then also bring some activity to the main street in that area. Um, That's a so, great concept, isn't it? I, I like that. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, so it is yeah. definitely a lot more work than rolling up in a food truck. Not, <laughs> right. which, no disrespect to people with food trucks, because I know that is not a glamorous life. Um, right. But it does, it does yield, what we found is it yields, <clears throat> obviously, more of a connection with that community. It gives us a better sense of, uh, is it a good fit for us? And do people want our products? You know, like, right. it's, it's okay if they don't, um, but you get, a, you get a chance to really kind of set the groundwork for that, even before you've, you've tried to sell your first bagel. 
Right. And, you know, I think that's, that's cool because I want, I always wanted to find a way to give back to communities and get involved. And I would like to, you know, keep in touch with you and work with you and how I can help. Oh, that would be great. Well, yeah, yeah, because, you know, I live in Hartford County and there's so many places up here that we could do that. That would be great. Mm. You know? Yeah, definitely. We should, we should talk about that because we, um, it's really humbling to, um, I don't know, not even just humbling. I think it's like, like I said, my background is in community development. Right. Um, you know, our co-founder has, has come from very uh, modest means as well. And it's, I think it's, you know, there, there are a couple ways to give back, right? You can be very, very profitable and donate a lot of money and resources to people who need them. And that's incredible. Um, when you don't have as many resources to donate, you, I think <laughs> right. you have to be more intentional, you know, you, yeah. and, and, and try to form relationships and, um, co co create or co support with other entities wherever you are. And, and I think right. uh, Baltimore is really good at that from a small business ecosystem, you know, collaboration, uh, co promotion and all that kind of stuff. Um, but you also yeah. need s- systemic, you know, city support for that. And so, right one of the things that we're looking for uh, wherever we go is, is that kind of triangulation of um, support and opportunity for us to contribute as well. Um, right. So, now, is it possible to do like a, um, like a hands-on seminar, like with kids or something like how to make your own bagel and is it something that you can do or. Yeah, you can do parts of it. Um, frankly, mm-hmm. that that's one thing that we talked about with the YMCA too um, is like, uh, you know, the whole process start to finish, I think is going to be a lot for the attention span of kids, but you can certainly, you know, do it like it's done on TV. You know, you can like make some dough, let it proof and then have, um, we just actually did this with some friends of ours over Thanksgiving with their kids, like where, you know, um, they do, you know, they add the ingredients, they make the dough on a very small batch. And then while that's kind of off to the side, then you have stuff that's already been, uh, ready to go and they can like weigh out the, you know, they can section and weigh out the dough. You can teach them how to form a bagel. Right. Um, and then like the next stage, which typically would happen, you know, a, a day or two, you can boil some water in a small pot and let them, you know what I mean? So you can yeah. definitely do it. Definitely. Um, it's a really fascinating process. And um, that's one of the I'm reasons. interested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to yeah. try it. Yeah. <laughs> that's also why we try to look for like a place where we can have an open kitchen because yeah. I think it's really fun watch. for yeah. watch and experience yep. it. I mean, even when we yep. were making sandwiches out in Frederick last weekend, um, it was a really long line and people were very gracious to, to wait. And they had a lot, oftentimes kids who were maybe getting a little impatient or whatever. And so they were even just talking them through we were, you know, while we were even just making a sandwich, they're like, oh, you see, now they're going to cut your bagel and they're going to put your this and, oh, what? It, why did they do that? Oh, that's so they label it so people know that that's their sandwich, you know? So <clears throat> I think you can operationalize and make it interesting at any level. Yeah, that's really cool. So we, uh, the last two questions, we, we I think we covered, you know, the challenges that you face and how the pandemic's changed. I mean, we see what the pandemic has done to you and, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but on a positive note, mm-hmm. what, what about, let's talk about what you're voting, what you're getting, getting votes for. 
Oh yeah, we have big yeah. news. Which I was like, oh, if we do this next week, I can actually share this news because we've been kind of having to keep it quiet. Um, yeah, because I was curious when you said that. I'm like, I wonder what what that is because I look at your website, you know, and and sniffing around, I'm trying to figure out what is she talking about. This this is exciting. Tell us. Yeah, you didn't know it would involve Queen Latifah, right? Yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. Right. Um, yeah, so we are so thrilled. We've been um, selected as one of seven national finalists for uh, the Lenovo Small Business Mentoring uh, Contest. And what that is, is, you know, the Lenovo, the electronics company, has um, partnered with Queen Latifah to support small businesses in a larger initiative called the the, um, Queen of Small and Evolve Small. And this is a particular contest within that where, you know, we had to submit um, a video talking about our business and, you know, how we're looking to grow and what we would obviously use the winnings for um but we've got a chance at a at a cash prize um a prize of a healthy amount of technology support and then the biggest thing for us uh especially as a women-owned business is mentorship with queen latifah and um you know she's been involved in this whole process she was one of she she and a, a panel of judges are the ones who picked the finalists and so um you know i don't know how many entries that they got nationally but to be one of seven small businesses up for this opportunity is amazing. So we've been getting the word out the last couple of days and uh, we'll continue to do so uh, through January 16th to try to get votes to, you know, take home this opportunity because, you know, as we all know, it's like just getting a seat at the table with the right people can go a long way. A very long way. Right. um, You know, and the recognition, I mean, it's, it's exciting to have, um, right. an opportunity to be on a stage like this that, you know, showing a video that very genuinely kind of captures where we've come from, what we've done and what we're trying to do. So, yeah, we right. would love people to vote every day if they can. Um, from now until January 16th, it's the uh, Lenovo Small Business um, Mentorship Contest. And it's all over our website and our social media and stuff like that. So, um, you, you beat I, me to it. I was going to say, how do we, how do we go? How do we vote for you? Yeah. If I can just include maybe with the show notes in this, our, um, our website, which is just bottomsupbagels.com. And then we're on, you know, all the socials at bottomsupbagels, um, just at bottomsupbagels with an S at the end. And, okay. um, we've got the links in our bios and we've got, um, you know, it on our website and all you got to do it. Literally, it's not one of these where you got to like give your first child's information to sign up. <laughs> you <Blood> just, type. <laughs> yeah. You just literally click it, put your email in, confirm your vote and you're done. It takes like two seconds. So awesome. What I'll do in the show notes, I'll put the bottoms up bagel website and the vote now link in there. So they'll just be able to click right on either one. Oh, that's super. Yeah. We yeah. appreciate it. And just spread yeah. the word. I mean, we've gotten a great response. I mean, our community is amazing. They've just been so supportive and, excited for us and uh yeah we would love to make everybody proud and and, and bring it home yeah absolutely I'm, I'm looking at it you know i was looking at the the vote now and looked at all the the seven finalists and it's it's a good mix isn't it, it it's yeah and and, you, and there's some really strong arguments people doing great work um you know from like eye care to uh, fitness uh to education and so yeah. uh to be in that mix is a really it's really an honor and yeah. um, we're excited to, to be a part of it. Absolutely. And we can vote daily, right? You can vote daily. Yep. Um, with 
um, a unique email. So you, if you have multiple emails, you can also <laughs> go that route. But um, I won't I won't say that you can make up email addresses, but that might be an option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's, um, you know, they've been clear about the in the guidelines that, you know, we won't necessarily be able to see real time, you know, oh, who's got this many votes or whatever. So it's right. good because it encourages us to just keep keep pedal to the metal and uh, try yep. to remind folks it's during the holidays. So it's, you know, it's tough. People are, are all over the place, but right. You know, but it's good until January 16th. So that's a good thing. So after the holidays and the new year rings in, you'll still have 15 days, you know, past that to, you know, really hit this thing and get some votes out there. No, that's right. And I'm, yeah. you know, I'm pestering my family, set it, set a timer, set an alarm, <laughs> remind yourself every day, you know, every so, day. Right. Yeah. Well, you got it. You got our votes. And um, we will definitely uh, keep us on my radar to vote daily for you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, I your it. help getting the word out. And uh, Yeah, absolutely. And everybody listening to the podcast, you know, hey, go vote. You know, we got till the 16th, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we're the only, you know, we're the only business in Maryland. I think there's uh, a couple of businesses in the running that are on the East Coast as well. But it's pretty good, um, you know. Uh, range of people all over the country so we would love to represent if we can right absolutely all right so let's sum up this uh wonderful interview here your last thoughts what do you have for us oh gosh um <laughs> yeah it, i think this is a really unique time in the world i mean i, I know we're talking about post-covid but we've all we're all still feeling the effects of COVID. And um, I think it's important that we continue to support one another. We continue to support small businesses. And sometimes that just means like, you know, understanding that they have to go through changes to, to come out the other side. Um, we've been lucky right. in that way as much as, you know, we want to meet the demand of people for our product. Um, we know we need to be healthy people and we know we need to have a healthy business to do it. And I think, um, sometimes, you know, we talk about business, like with a big B, you know, kind of like the Amazons of the world, but, um, there's so many small businesses, uh, working really hard to, um, make not only their dreams work, but also, you know, fill a need in a community and, um, and it's, it's a tough go. And, you know, I just, I'm thankful for, um, the community that we've got and the other businesses yeah. who are still out there hustling every single day. And um, I think, you know, just continue to work together to try to meet whatever the need is that's coming down the pike. I think one thing that's clear to me right now is that um, there's still so much uncertainty and, right. you know, there was never certainty, right? That's the thing we're also waking up to. We had this illusion that there was, but um, <laughs> right? it's, it's hard to plan for that. Just like it's you hard know. to plan in your own family, you know? Yep. And, and that, you know, you said it the best because that, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing because I want to help small businesses. You know, these corporations, they got the greed going, you know, and I know, I don't mean no harm to, you know, corporations, but small business is what makes this go around, you know? Yeah, absolutely. There was yeah. something, um, the impact hub in Baltimore sent out a newsletter yesterday, which, um, this the statistics were staggering in terms of the impact of, uh, what they call micro businesses, businesses that have 10 employees or less, Right. Um, in at least the Baltimore region. And uh, I know that's the case, you know, in every community uh, across the country. So right. um, it's it's cool to like just double down on that, but also to realize that 
it is a marathon, not a sprint. And I think right. when you start off, you think it's a, you think, you know, you go a thousand miles an hour, um, you know, you might need to, to re retool at some point. Um, and, and I think shifting that, gears, right. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think COVID has encouraged that for all of us, um, in one way or another, um, you know, recognizing that some people haven't had that choice, you know, if you're in like healthcare or something, but, uh -huh. um, Right. I think the big takeaway is to just keep being compassionate and kind, working hard and, and, um, you know, finding a way forward. That's, right. That's all we can do. Absolutely. So what is your next pop-up? Is it coming? You know, that's a good question. Um, full transparency. It's not on the schedule yet. We have a couple things in the mix that we're looking at, uh, both, uh, a little bit, a ways away from here and hopefully uh, in the area uh, for the early part of next year. But okay. as soon as we have that available, it will be on our website, um, okay. you know, under the roadshow or under where you can find us. Um, right. But we are kind of cruising into the end of the year, trying to get the word out about this contest. And um, hopefully in a couple of weeks, we'll have some dates for, for what's next. Awesome. Yeah. That's um, I was going to say, well, I, I will, you know, we'll keep in touch with you. And once we get word of when your next pop-up's going to be or when we can taste these lovely bagels next, uh, we'll get that on our social media, get it pushed out there so we can. Yeah, that would be super. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. Michelle, thank you for your time. I really appreciate you. You know, with the little technical difficulties we had, we, <laughs> we got it worked out. We, we're here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Appreciate your patience and, yeah, um, and your time and, and reaching out to us. But um, no, it was a lot of fun. And uh, I look forward to um, to staying in touch and wish everybody a, you know, healthy and happy holidays here and, and a, um, a good, a good run into the, into the new year. Hopefully absolutely. we can continue on the upswing. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, small businesses got to stick together and we'll come out better on the other end. You know, this post COVID, we're going to, we're going to be all right. We're going to make it you know, and we're going to, we're going to sustain. So absolutely. Yep. Michelle, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much again for coming on and, and sharing your story and getting me to share mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I appreciate it. And All enjoy right. the rest of your day and have a great holiday. Okay. And a good new year. Yep. You too. Thanks we'll so talk much. Soon. All right. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the QAC Team Podcast with your host, Charles Luttrell. Today, we took you beyond the restaurant table and into the kitchen with leaders and business owners in your community. For more information, visit us at qacteam.com or Facebook and Instagram at qac.team. Thanks for listening.